Principles of Local Autonomy, Article 10, Section 2 The territorial and political subdivisions shall enjoy local autonomy. What is the meaning of local autonomy? Local autonomy means that local governments have certain powers given by the Constitution which may not be curtailed by the national government. In Bilika versus Otsua, the validity of Congress pork barrel was tackled. The Priority Development Assistance Fund or PDAP was integrated in the General Appropriations Act or GAA. It provided $200 million for its senator and $70 million for its congressman to be used under their own discretion as to the projects to be implemented who will implement and who should be the beneficiaries. The Supreme Court ruled that the pork barrel was unconstitutional. One reason was that it subverted genuine local autonomy. With PDAF, a congressman can simply bypass the local development council and elicit projects on his own and even take sole credit for its execution. Indeed, this type of personality-driven project identification has not only contributed little to the overall development of the district, but has even contributed to further weakening infrastructure planning and coordination efforts of the government. Thus, insofar as individual legislators are authorized to intervene in purely local matters and thereby subvert genuine local autonomy. Are autonomy and decentralization the same? No. Autonomy is either decentralization of administration or decentralization of power. In decentralization of administration, when the central government delegates administrative powers to political subdivisions in order to broaden the base of government power in the process to make local governments more responsive and accountable, it relieves the central government of the burden of managing local affairs and enables it to concentrate on national concerns. While or decentralization of power is an application of political power in favor of local government units declared to be autonomous, freeing it to charge its own destiny and shape its future with minimum intervention from central government authorities. It amounts to self-immolation since the autonomous government becomes accountable not to central authorities but to its constituency. In the Dooley et al. v. COA, the Commission on Audit sought to reduce the allowance given to judges by local governments. The Supreme Court ruled that since the local government code authorizes local governments to give allowances to judges and decide how much this should be, the COA is prohibited from interfering with the authority of the local government by reducing what has been decided by the local government. May local government pass ordinances contrary to statutes? No. Local governments may not pass ordinances contrary to statute, Magtahas versus Price Properties. In Magtahas and Price Properties, Cagayan de Oro City sought to prevent the Philippine Amusement and Gaming Corporation of PAGCOR from operating a casino in the city. PAGCOR, however, had authority under PD-1869. The Supreme Court ruled that the city could not curtail PAGCOR's authority. Municipal governments are only agents of the national government. Local councils exercise delegated legislative power conferred on them by Congress. What is a devolution? Devolution is an act by which the national government confers power and authority upon various LGUs to perform specific functions and responsibilities. Local Government Code, Section 17, Paragraph E. Powers of Local Government Units Constitution Article Section 3 states, the Congress shall enact a local government code which shall provide for a more responsive and accountable local government structure instituted through a system of decentralization with effective mechanisms of recall initiative and referendum allocate among the different local government units their powers 
responsibilities and resources and provide for the qualifications, election, appointment and removal, term, salaries, powers and functions and duties of local officials and all other matters relating to the or relating to the organization and operation of the local government units. What are the powers of local government units? LGUs have the following powers, police power, power of eminent domain, power of taxation, initiative and referendum, and corporate powers. Police power, is police power inherent in local government units? No. Police power is not inherent in municipal corporations. What is the basis for the exercise of police power by LGUs? Police power is exercised by municipal corporations under the General Welfare Clause in the Local Government Code, Section 16. This so-called General Welfare Clause empowers local government units to enact and implement measures for the general well-being of their inhabitants. What are the two branches of the General Welfare Clause? The two branches of the General Welfare Clause authorize the particular sanguinian to enact such ordinances as may be necessary to 1. Carry into effect and discharge the responsibilities upon it by law or the general legislative power and 2. Promote health and safety, enhance prosperity and general welfare, improve the morals and maintain peace and order and preserve the comfort and convenience of the inhabitants therein. That is Police Power Proper, Local Government Section 461. What powers are granted under the General Welfare Clause? Every LGO shall exercise the following powers, express, implied, necessary, appropriate, and incidental for its effective governance, and essential to promotion of general welfare. Within its territorial jurisdiction, every LGO shall ensure and support the promotion and or preservation of the following, health and safety, scientific and technological capabilities, balance ecology, culture, public morals, economic prosperity, social justice, peace and order, employment among its residents, and comfort and convenience of its residents. What are the limitations on the exercise of police power by local government units? The exercise of police power by LGOs has the following limitations. Territoriality, equal protection clause, due process clause, and must not be contrary to law. On territoriality, police power may be exercised only within the territorial limits of the local government unit except for protection of water supply. Equal protection clause refers to the interest of the public in general as distinguished from those of a particular class required exercise of the power. Due process clause is the means employed are reasonably necessary for the accomplishment of the purpose and not unduly pressive on individuals and must not be contrary to law refers to that it must not be contrary to the constitution and the laws. Prohibited activities may not be legalized in the guise of regulation and activities allowed by law cannot be prohibited, only regulated. Eminent domain. What is the basis for the exercise of the power of eminent domain by local government units? A LGO may, through its chief executive enacting pursuant to an ordinance, exercise the power of eminent domain for public use or purpose or welfare for the benefit of the poor and the landless upon payment of just compensation pursuant to the provisions of the constitution and pertinent laws. What are the limitations on the exercise of the power of eminent domain by LGOs? The following are limitations on the exercise of eminent domain. Constitutional limitations. Taking must be pursuant to an ordinance exercised by the local chief executive 
taking must be for public use, purpose, or welfare for the benefit of the poor and landless. There must be payment of just compensation as, as required under Article 369. And taking must be made only after a valid and definite offer had been made to and not accepted by the owner. Let's repeat. The limitations are the constitutional limitations, which are the necessity must be of public character. The property to be expropriated is private and there is just compensation and taking must be with due process. Second, taking must be pursuant to an ordinance exercised by the local chief executive. Third, taking must be for public use or purpose or welfare for the benefit of the poor and landless. There must be payment of just compensation as required under the Constitution. Taking must be made only after a valid and definite offer had been made to and not accepted by the owner. Municipality of Paranaque versus BM Realty Corporation. The power of taxation. Article 10, Section 5. Corporate powers. A. To sue and be sued. How may LGU sue? LGUs may commence a suit by the local executive upon authority of the Sangguniang, except when the Sangguniang, by themselves and as representatives on or on behalf of the LGU, bring the action to prevent unlawful disbursement of LGU funds. Who should represent a LGU? Only the provincial fiscal, provincial attorney, and municipal attorney should represent a municipality in lawsuits. B. To acquire and sell property. How many LGUs or how may LGUs acquire or alienate property? LGUs may acquire or convey property, real or personal, tangible or intangible, in any manner allowed by law. The local government unit may only alienate patrimonial property owned by the municipality in its private or proprietary capacity. May a public plaza or street be subject to lease? No. Public plaza and streets are beyond the commerce of man. Villanueva versus Castaneda. Makasiano versus Jukno. C. To enter into contracts. What are the requisites of a valid municipal contract? The following are required for a contract entered into by a LGU to be valid. 1. The LGU has expressed implied or inherent power to enter into a particular contract. 2. It was entered into by the proper department, board, committee, or agent. 3. It must comply with substantive requirements. 4. It must comply with formal requirements of written contracts. And five, in case entered into by a local chief executive on behalf of the LGO, prior authorization by the Sangonian concern is needed. When is a contract considered ultra-virus? When a contract is entered into without compliance with the first and uh, or third requisites. The same is ultra-virus and is null and void. Such contract cannot be ratified or validated. The second and fourth requirements. It is defective municipal contract that may be ratified or validated. The first and third requisites are the local government unit has expressed implied or inherent power to enter into a particular contract and it must comply with substantive requirements. The second and or fourth requirements are it was entered into by the proper department, board committee or agent. And it must comply with formal requirements of written contracts.
Power of Succession, Article 10, Section 5. Its local government units shall have the power to create its own sources of revenues and to levy taxes, fees, and charges subject to such guidelines and limitations as the Congress may provide consistent with the basic policy of local autonomy. Such taxes, fees, and charges shall accrue exclusively to the local governments. What is the basis for the exercise of the taxing power of LGUs? Its local government units shall have the power to create its own sources of revenues and to levy taxes, fees, and charges subject to such guidelines and limitations as the Congress may provide, consistent with the basic policy of local autonomy. Such taxes, fees, and charges shall accrue exclusively to the local governments. LGUs have the authority to create their own sources of revenues and to levy taxes, fees, and charges. Does the exemption of PAGCOR from tax violate the right of local governments to create its own source of revenue? No. The exemption of PAGCOR from tax revenue does not violate the right of local governments to create its own source of revenue. In Basco versus PAGCOR, petitioners sought to annul PAGCOR because it was exempted from paying taxes at any form. Thus, it was alleged that it intruded into the local government's right to impose local taxes and license fee, which is violation of the principle of local autonomy. The Supreme Court ruled that the principle of local autonomy was not violated. A mere municipal corporation has no inherent right to impose taxes, thus the charter of the municipal corporation must plainly show an intent to confer the power or the municipality cannot assume it. Its power to tax therefore must always yield to the legislative act which superior having been passed upon by the state itself, which has the inherent power to tax. Furthermore, if Congress can grant the municipal corporation the power to tax certain matters, it can also provide for exemptions or even take back the power. The power of local government to impose taxes and fees is always subject to limitations which Congress may provide by law. May the power of the local governments to raise revenues be limited by the administrative order? No. Only guidelines and limitations that may be established by Congress can define and limit its power of local governments, Philippine Petroleum Corporation versus Municipality of Pililia. What are the fundamental principles of taxation by local government units? The following fundamental principles shall govern taxing powers of local government units. 1. Taxation shall be uniform in its LGO. 2. Taxation shall be equitable and based as far as practicable on the taxpayer's ability to pay only for public purposes, not unjust, excessive, oppressive, or confiscatory, and not contrary to law, public policy, national economic policy, or in restraint of trade. Third, collection shall in no case be left to any private person. Fourth, revenue shall inure solely to the benefit of and be subject to disposition by the LGO unless otherwise specifically provided herein and its LGO shall, as far as practicable, evolve a progressive system of taxation. What are the limitations on the local government's taxing powers? The legislature must see to it that the local government in the exercise of its taxing power 1. The taxpayer shall not be overburdened or saddled with multiple and unreasonable impositions. 2. Its LGO will have its fair share of available resources. 3. The resources of the national government will not be unduly disturbed. And 4. Local taxation will be fair, uniform, and just. Manila Electric and Province of Laguna. Public Corporations What is a public corporation? A public corporation is a corporation created by the state as the latter's own agency or instrumentality to help it in carrying out its governmental functions. 
Philippine Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals versus COA. Distinguished public corporations from government-owned or controlled corporations or GOCCs. Public corporations created for political purposes connected with public good, the administration of the civil government. It is formed and organized by the state and may thereby exercise state powers such as police power, taxation, and eminent domain. Villanueva, Philippine Corporate Law. On the other hand, GOCCs is a stock or non-stock corporation whether performing, performing governmental or proprietary functions directly chartered by a special law or if organized under the general corporation law is owned or controlled by the government directly or indirectly through a parent corporation or subsidiary corporation. Note, by at least a majority of its outstanding capital stock or its outstanding voting capital stock, local government may only be created through statute. Bugalbalaan Tribal Association Ramos While GOCC may be created or established by special charters in the interest of the common good and subject to the test of economic viability Classify public corporations Public corporations may be classified into quasi-corporations, municipal corporations Quasi-corporations Private corporations created as agencies with states for narrow and limited purposes without the powers and liabilities of governing corporations. While municipal corporations is a body politic and corporate constituted by the incorporation of inhabitants for purposes of local government established by law, partly as an agency of the state to assist in the government of the country, but chiefly to regulate and administer the local or internal affairs of the city, town or district which is incorporated. Municipal Corporations What are the elements of the municipal corporation? A municipal corporation must have legal creation or incorporation, a corporate name, inhabitants constituting the population, and territory. What is a de facto municipal corporation? A de facto municipal corporation is a corporation that exists by prescription, where it is shown that community has claimed and exercised corporate functions with the knowledge and acquiescence of the legislature and without interruption or objection for a period long enough to afford title by prescription. Kamid versus Office of the President Nature and Function Explain the dual nature of municipal corporations. Municipal corporations have governmental functions and private or proprietary functions. Governmental function, it is as an agent of the state for the government of the territory and the inhabitants within the municipal limits. Its exercises by delegation a part of the sovereignty of the state, including the use of legislative, executive, and judicial power. While private or proprietary functions is acts in a similar category as business corporation performing functions not strictly governmental or political, those exercised for the special benefit and advantage of the community. Creation or conversion What are the general requirements for the creation and conversion of local government units? The general requirements for the creation and conversion of local government units are There must be a law or ordinance providing for creation or conversion. A local government unit may be created, divided, merged, abolished, or its boundaries substantially altered either by law enacted by Congress in the case of province, city, and municipality, or any other political subdivision, or ordinance passed by the Sangguniang Palalawigan or Sangguniang Panglusun concerned in the case of barangay located within its territorial jurisdiction. Second, 
it must have income sufficient to provide for all essential government facilities and services commensurate with the size of the population of the local government unit concerned. Provinces at least 20 million, city at least 100 million for the last two consecutive years of income, increased by uh, RA number 9009. For municipality, the income is at least 2.5 million for the last two consecutive years and for barangay, no minimum income is required. Third, population. The provinces must have at least 250,000 inhabitants. For city, at least 150,000 inhabitants. Municipality, at least 25,000 inhabitants. And barangay, at least 2,000 inhabitants. If within Metro Manila, at least 5,000. And fourth, land area or territory. For provinces, at least... The land area is 2,000 square kilometers for city, at least 100 square kilometers for municipality, at least 50 square kilometers, and for barangay, no minimum requirement. Fifth, attestation given by the Department of Finance or Income, National Statistics Office, now Philippine Statistics Authority for Population, and Land Management Bureau for Land Area. Last is approval by a majority of the majority votes cast in a plebiscite in the political unit directly affected, Article 10, Section 10, and Local Government Code, Section 10. Division and merger. What are the requirements for the division and merger of local government units? The requirements for the division and merger of local government units are the same as those for the creation provided that 1. It shall not reduce the income, population, or land area of LGOs concerned to less than the minimum requirements prescribed. 2. The income classification of the original LGO shall not fail or fall below its current income classification prior to division. 3. A plebiscite be held and LGOs affected. And 4. The assets and liabilities of creation shall be equitably distributed between the LGOs affected and new LGO when a municipal district of other, or, uh, of other territorial divisions are converted or fused into a municipality, all property rights vested in the original territorial organization shall become vested in the government of the municipality. Abolishment. When may an LGO be abolished? An LGO may be abolished when it comes or when its income population or land area has been irreversibly reduced to less than the minimum standard prescribed by, for its creation. Is a plebiscite required for the abolition of LGO? Yes. No creation, division, merger, abolition, or substantial alteration or boundaries of LGO shall take effect unless approved by a majority of the votes cast in a plebiscite called for the purpose in a political units affected. Note, must be conducted within 120 days within the date of effectivity of the law or ordinance affecting such action unless said law or ordinance fixes another date. Local Government Code Section 10. Legislative power. What are, the, what are the requisites of a valid ordinance? The following are the requisites of a valid ordinance. Must not contravene the constitution in any statute. Must not be unfair or oppressive. Must not be partial or discriminatory. Must not prohibit but may regulate trade. Must not be unreasonable. Must be general in application and must be consistent with public policy. Tafel versus Municipality of Birak. Discuss the process for the approval of ordinances. An ordinance is approved in the following manner. The local chief executive access affixes a signature on it and every page thereof. If the local chief executive vetoes the same, it may be overridden by two-third votes of all Sangonia members. A. 
veto be on the ground that the ordinance is ultra-virus on prejudicial to public welfare. B. The local chief executive may veto particular items of appropriation ordinance, adoption of local development plan, and public investment plan, or ordinance directing payment of money or creating liability. And C. The local chief executive may be veto an ordinance only once. Third, the veto is communicated to the Sangkunian within 15 days for a province and 10 days for, the, for a city or municipality. Otherwise, the ordinance shall be deemed approved. Local government code uh, section 54 and section 55 what is the additional requisite if an ordinance imposes penal sanctions if an ordinance imposes a penal sanction it shall be published in a newspaper of general circulation within the province where the local legislative body belongs if there are no such newspapers posting of such ordinance shall be made in municipalities and cities of the province where the sangkunian of origin is situated compare an ordinance with a resolution the ordinance has the effect of a law. A resolution is a declaration of sentiment or opinion of a lawmaking body on a specific matter. Ordinance is uh, general and permanent in character. Resolution is temporary and in nature. Ordinance requires a third reading prior to its approval. Resolution does not require a third reading. Municipality of Paranaque versus BM Realty Corporation. When do ordinances or resolutions take effect? It shall take effect after 10 days from the date a copy thereof is posted in a bulletin board at the entrance to the provincial capital or city or municipal or barangay hall and at least two other conspicuous places in the local government unit concerned. Initiative and Referendum What is Initiative and Referendum? Initiative and referendum on the local level is the legal process whereby the registered voters of a local government unit may directly propose an act or amend any ordinance. What law provides for initiative and referendum on the local uh, level? The 1991 Local Government Code provides for initiative and referendum on the local level. The current law on recall is now also found in the Local Government Code. What are the limitations on the exercise of the local initiative? The local initiative shall only extend to subjects or matters which are within the legal powers of the Sangonian to enact and not be exercised more than once a year. If the Sangonian concern adopts in toto the proposition presented and the local chief executive approves the same, the initiative shall be cancelled. Local Government Code Section 124 Autonomous Regions and Their Relationship to the National Government Article 10, Local Government, Section 1. The territorial and political subdivisions of the Republic of the Philippines are the provinces, cities, municipalities, and barangays. There shall be autonomous regions in Muslim Mindanao and the Cordilleras as helicopter provided. Section 15. There shall be created autonomous regions in Muslim Mindanao and in the Cordilleras consisting of provinces, cities, municipalities, and geographical areas sharing common and distinctive historical and cultural heritage, economic and social structures, and other relevant characteristics within the framework of this constitution and the national sovereignty as well as territorial integrity of the Republic of the Philippines. What is the significance of Section 1? Provinces, cities, and municipalities and barangays have been fixed as the standard territorial and political subdivisions of the Philippines. This manner of subdividing cannot go out of existence except by a constitutional amendment. How many autonomous regions are allowed? The Constitution only allows two autonomous regions. What is the significance of Section 2? 
Article 10, Section 2 is meant to free local government from the well-nigh absolute control by the legislature which characterized local government units under the 1935 Constitution. What is the prerequisites for creating an autonomous region? A prerequisite for a creation of autonomous region is a certain distinctive regional commonality of historical and cultural heritage, economic and social structures, and other relevant characteristics. Is an autonomous region an independent nation within the nation? No. An autonomous region is organized within the framework of this constitution and the national sovereignty. Thus, it cannot be an independent nation within the nation. General Supervision Section 4 of the Constitution The President of the Philippines shall exercise general supervision over local governments, provinces with respect to component cities and municipalities, and cities and municipalities with respect to component barangays shall ensure that the acts of their component units are within the scope of their prescribed powers and functions. Under Section 16, the President shall exercise general supervision over autonomous regions to ensure that the laws are faithfully executed. Then, Section 21 provides, The preservation of peace and order within the region shall be the responsibility of the local police agencies which shall be organized, maintained, supervised, and utilized in accordance with the applicable laws. The defense and security of the region shall be the responsibility of the national government. What authority does the President have over autonomous regions? The President exercises general supervision over autonomous regions. What is the power of general supervision? General supervision is the power of a superior officer to see to it that lower officers perform their functions in accordance with the law. It does not include the power to substitute one judgment for that of a lower officer in matters where a lower officer has various legal alternatives to choose from. Example. The Secretary of Local Government cannot annul the election of officers of a federation of barangay officials such would amount to control and therefore in excess of executive supervisory powers, Taule versus Secretary Santos. What is the supervisory structure in the local government system? The President has general supervision over all local government units, but his direct supervisory contact is with autonomous regions, provinces, and independent cities. Does general supervision include the power to investigate and remove? Yes, the power of general supervision of the president includes the power to investigate and remove. Autonomy does not transform local governments into kingdoms unto themselves. The important distinction is between the power of general supervision, which the president has the power to control, which the president does not have. Ganson versus CA. Are autonomous regions beyond the reins of the commander-in-chief's powers of the president? No. The autonomous regions are not beyond the reins of the commander-in-chief powers of the president because they are still part of the republic. Organic Act, Constitution Section 18 The Congress shall enact an organic act for its autonomous region with assistance and participation of the Regional Consultative Commission composed of representatives appointed by the president from a list of nominees from multi-sectoral bodies. The organic act shall define the basic structure of government for the region consisting of the executive department and legislative assembly, both of which shall be elective and representative of the constituent political units. The organic act shall likewise provide for special courts with personal, family, and property law jurisdiction consistent with the provisions of this constitution and national laws. The creation of the the autonomous region shall be effective when approved by majority of the votes cast by the constituent units in a plebiscite called for the purpose provided that only provinces, cities, and geographic, uh, geographic areas voting favorably in such plebiscite shall be included in the autonomous region. 
under Section 98 provides the first Congress elected under the Constitution or this Constitution shall within 18 months from the time of organization of both houses pass the Organic Acts for the Autonomous Regions in Muslim Mindanao and the Cordilleras. What will be the Charter of the Autonomous Region? The Charter of the Autonomous Region will be the Organic Act which will be passed by Congress. When does the creation of the autonomous regions become effective? The creation of autonomous regions become effective when approved by a majority of the votes cast by the constituent units in a plebiscite held for the purpose. Which constituent units become part of the autonomous region? Only the provinces, cities, and geographical areas which vote favorably will become part of the autonomous region. Does the approval of the Organic Act automatically create the autonomous region? No, the creation of the autonomous region takes effect only after it is ratified in a plebiscite. Powers, the Constitution provides in Section 17. All powers, functions, and responsibilities not granted by this Constitution or by law to the autonomous region shall be vested in the national government. In Section 20, within its territorial jurisdiction and subject to the provisions of this Constitution and national laws, the Organic Act of Autonomous Region shall provide for legislative powers over administrative organization, creation of sources of revenues, ancestral domain and natural resources, personal family and property relations, regional, urban and rural planning development, economic, social and tourism development, educational policies, preservation and development of the cultural heritage and such other matters as may be authorized by law for the promotion of the general welfare of the people of the region. Enumerate some of the powers which are not given to autonomous regions. Autonomous regions do not have jurisdiction over national defense and security, foreign relations and foreign trade, customs and tariff, quarantine, currency, monetary affairs, foreign exchange, banking and quasi-banking, external borrowing, immigration and deporting, and citizenship and naturalization. How are conflicts between legislation passed by autonomous regions in the Constitution and national laws resolved? If the Organic Act conflicts with the Constitution, the Constitution should always prevail. If there is a conflict between the Organic Act and national laws, it necessitates not only the serious weighing of the values involved but even the adjustment of national laws in order to accommodate the constitutional desire for local autonomy in its various aspects.